The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Monday morning to you, November 20th, 7 a.m. This is Brenda on the Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in. I am all by myself this morning. My co-host Pat got an early jump on Thanksgiving holiday last week. So, you know, it's not to burden the others to lead up on to Turkey Day. I'm going to be running this board solo today. So thank you so much for tuning in with me today on this Monday morning. Just a few more days till the Thanksgiving holiday. Hopefully, maybe you two are getting an early jump on your vacation, maybe enjoying a little extra time with your family today. So we're going to have a great show. We're going to get to a couple of business points here today. First of all, if you are working today, be sure to check your traffic app. Earlier this morning, I-205 was actually shut down completely right around Killingsworth uh, on southbound lanes there was uh god rest his soul a fatal traffic accident looked like it was a single car accident it looks like things have cleared out the roads are open again but there might still be a little bit of time trying to get all of those lanes cleared out so again if you are heading out this morning give yourself a little extra time if you're taking 205 double check your traffic app and it's probably a good idea just to give yourself a little extra time because it is pretty foggy out there So, secondly, over the weekend, apparently there were a couple of power surges up here at the station. It knocked out our programming briefly and reset the computer. And then what happens when that happens is our regular programming is kind of kicked to the side and the satellite takes over. So, if you were tuning into what you were thinking was our regular programming, you were probably getting our satellite feed. We were alerted to that. The weird thing is this weekend, it happened on Saturday and again on Sunday. So God bless him, Aaron. Hopefully he is not listening this morning. He is sleeping in because he spent his weekend on Saturday fixing an issue only to come back again on Sunday afternoon to get us back on track. So thank you so much, Aaron, for taking care of us in such a great week. Now, the reason why I'm not sure uh, what the issue was is because I headed out with a good deacon for a little uh, regeneration weekend, so to speak, in Seaside. Both of our birthdays this year uh, were midweek and church ministry kind of took up time for both of them. So this weekend, we went away to Seaside. We've got a big week ahead. Families coming in. Actually, they start arriving this afternoon. So we got away from things just to to just kind of rest, be together. And uh, it was such a wonderful weekend. But I'm not exactly sure how the weather was here. I know how weather was out in Seaside. Yeah, the weekend started great. You know, everybody remembers Friday. It was clear. It was beautiful. We had an amazing drive all the way out to the coast. And it was a beautiful sunset. We got to watch that. The beach was just really not very crowded at all. By Saturday evening, though, 
That's when the rain started in. And overnight Saturday, that storm that blew in just howled. The wind kicked up. We could really hear the rain hitting the windows of our hotel room. But the next morning, we could see the ocean. And there was just something really amazing. When you look at a storm on the ocean, the waves were turning probably a a mile out into the ocean. We could see them. So, of course, I had to bundle up and go out with the deacon. It was a bit cold. I'll just say that. That wind was really whipping up. So, yeah, I bundled up. I didn't last as long as I think he probably wanted to be out there and watch it. But it was such a wonderful weekend. We did not eat a bad meal the whole week, which was, yeah, not too good for my waistline, especially considering how much I'm going to be eating this week. Wonderful mass yesterday morning. Our Lady of Victory in Seaside, a wonderful community out there. They were wonderful and welcoming to all of us. So we came home yesterday evening, regrouped, and then today my mom and dad are coming. I'm so excited. But that means uh, I've got to go home today. Uh, Now, I don't know about you, but I like to try to be as best organized as I can. So I'm going to plan out my meal today for Thanksgiving, and I'm just going to write down the dishes. And then what I have to do is for each dish, I write down the ingredients, go through my cabinets to see if I have what I need. Then it goes on the list. So fortunately for me, though, since I'll be here all week long, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, at least, we'll be closed Thursday, Friday. I'm going to send the good deacon and my mom to the grocery store tomorrow morning to get that list taken care of. So uh, I think that's a, a, a good trade-off. If I make the list, then they can go do the shopping for me. So uh, safe travels to my mom and dad. I'll be seeing them right around one o'clock today. And uh, well, let's have a good two hours of a show today. So much coming up. We've got some great interviews coming up. And in news, of course, we'll talk about former First Lady Rosalind Carter. She passed away yesterday, and I'm going to look back on her life and also her marriage, the longest to President Carter in presidential history. So we got a great show ahead for you on this morning. Here is Sean Garrison to start us off an open road. You are listening to Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
open road. It is 7-Eleven here at Mater Day Radio. Well, coming up, we're going to have a common sense discussion on social justice. Michael Dave is going to be joining us to talk about the difference between individualism and communalism. And what our church teaches is the best. That interview coming up right after a check of the weather. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. The Catholic Church dedicates the month of November to the Holy Souls in Purgatory. Join Mater Dei Radio as we unite with the communion of saints. We pray daily for the souls of all the faithful departed and for the intentions of the living through our broadcast of the celebration of the Holy Mass, the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and uplifting spiritual reflections. We also pray for your specific intentions on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. Our dedicated team of intercessors is ready to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or send your intention through MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us throughout November as we pray for the holy souls and your intentions. At Matraday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Seven fourteen here at Monster Day Radio. Dense fog advisory remains in effect for the entire valley through 10 a.m. this morning. Visibility under a quarter of a mile or less in areas of dense fog. So please take a little extra time today if you are coming into the city. But that 
fog should lift by mid-morning. We've got a quiet day ahead. Highs today staying cool, only reaching 50, maybe 51 degrees and partly sunny in the afternoon. Overnight, we're mostly cloudy with lows around 39 degrees. There is a northeast wind, 10 to 13 miles an hour coming at us, so we could be getting a little gusty wind overnight as well. Tuesday, more rain and highs at 51 degrees. And uh, as of right now, partly sunny on Thanksgiving Day. We'll see if that weather forecast holds up. Currently, it is 40 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver, and it is also 40 degrees at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception right here in Portland. It's time once again to have a common sense discussion on social justice. Michael Davis is joining me this morning because we're going to have a good conversation on individualism and collectivism. Yes, and those are two very important things to understand. So thank you for inviting me. Great. All right, so let's talk about each one of these, what works for each, and where some of the downfalls are and where our church lies in this. So individualism. I right away go to the United States. We are all about our individualisms. We get to choose what we want to do, how we say it, where we live, what we want to dress like. Tell us more about it. Yeah, and in this week's podcast, we show the strengths and weaknesses of that. And so in the individualistic culture, uh, and we try to avoid the extreme of rugged individualism, but within the individualistic culture, especially in the United States, uh, the individual has the responsibility, not just the freedom, to create their own destiny, mm-hmm. you know, their own pathway, uh, to create their own wealth if they work hard at it, and to worship according to the dictates of their conscience, so to speak. So there's a lot of freedom and movement for the individual and competition, for example, individual competition, which then allows for a lot of the amazing inventions that's come out of the United States because, you know, I'm trying to rise above, so I've got to think better than the next guy. Okay. Yeah. So, sure, that makes sense. And that sounds wonderful. But mm-hmm. we also recognize with this kind of ideal, there are some weaknesses about it, too. Where do we fall short? Yeah, where we fall short is then we are left with a great homeless problem. In individualistic cultures because it's like too bad you're down on your luck you know lift yourself mm-hmm. up you know work harder get yourself together and so those support systems aren't in place therefore we have higher taxes in individualistic cultures because we have to pay for all these government programs oh. because this person living on the streets the disabled the elderly we have to pay for nursing homes all these things that we're not willing to do And then, you know, one of the downsides is if we don't have a sense of justice, then we amass our wealth at the expense of others. Okay. Wow. Great topics on this week's Common Sense on Social Justice. Michael Davis standalone podcast can be found on our webpage at materdayradio.com. Okay, so there's individualism. So let's talk about collectivism because um, I, that's not how United States works itself so much. What are some of the countries that have collectivism as their ideal and how does that look like there? Yeah, a lot of Eastern cultures uh, have that idea. And unfortunately, people, especially in America, will look at collectivist Eastern cultures, say, oh, they're communist, and they're not. Of course, that could be, too, why Asian countries are so given to communism, because it kind of 
you know, closely resembles or yeah, yeah. okay. But uh, in the collectivist culture, the individuals we said exist for the whole. And so we see it in the Native American cultures, the ancient ones on this continent. Uh, but in the collectivist culture, there is a support system in place and an involvement together. So we're moving together as a group, as a okay. family, as a neighborhood or whatever, as a tribe. And in the collectivist culture, when you get in trouble, uh, you've got a lot of supports. And if you're causing trouble... <laughs> People have a right to speak into your life. Okay. In America, what do you hear all the time? You don't have a right to say that to me, right? Sure. But in India, they're like, well, you, you got a right to say that to me. I see. And the elderly are taken care of, right? The disabled, because, you know, you come live with the grown children. You take care of the grandkids while we go to work so we don't have to pay for child care. Mm-hmm. Don't have to pay for a nursing home. Therefore, government doesn't have to charge all these taxes for those kinds of things and uh, doesn't mean that you don't have problems in those cultures because as humans we have the ability to mess anything up well sure yeah. you know just listening to you michael that that, that sounds wonderful mm-hmm. i'm like i i see that but also recognizing and seeing how it works in other countries what are some of the weaknesses that happen when you fall under this type of ideal Yeah, one of the weaknesses is stress. I've heard a lot of women uh, from places like India who are daughter-in-laws, and they said, oh, my husband's parents are always in our (laughs) business. And it stresses. It actually creates tension in the marriage. Uh, Another one, and I really bring this out on the podcast, in the individualist culture, you have lots of room to explore God. And you do it by going down dead ends. (laughs) screwing things up, finding false ideas. Mm -hmm. But through that, hopefully then you're guided into really discovering God in a deep way because I, you know, discovered this. But in a collectivist culture, you're handed this spiritual box and you're expected to worship God and know God in the box. And if you try to go outside that, there's consequences. Okay, so there are limits to the exploration of life. Yeah. So Michael, that leads to the question that, is there one that works better for the other as far as our Catholic lens looks at it? Yeah, as I was studying, I took a broad look at the church and realized that the church actually has taken the best of both and brought them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things I love about the Catholic church. It's not an either or. It's a both it's a and. both and. Yeah, so... In the collectivist mindset of the church, we're getting to heaven together. We're participating in the sacraments together. I do have a right to speak into your life. If I see that you're going off the wrong path, you have the same to do to me. And then you've got uh, the church holding out for everybody. Here's the truth. Now, here's the individualistic part of the church. It's up to you to participate in those sacraments it's up to you to obey or not obey in the church and if you go down a wrong path the church allows that Hmm. and prays for you in the hope that you'll discover the truth by you know hitting your head against a brick wall so to speak but the church isn't going to judge you and and control you but rather just say okay we're still here when you have finished doing whatever you're doing come back to the sacraments yeah Michael, what you're saying to me, just as a parent, that's what it sounds like, that there are parts of our lives that even here in the U.S., in a family, Mm -hmm. that are collectivism. 
I bring my kids to church with me mm-hmm. every Sunday. This yeah. is what our faith calls us to do. These are the precepts of the faith. These are the sacraments of our faith. But then there does get to a point in a child's life when they're an individual, they're an adult in the faith. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, it's up to them mm-hmm. to yeah. continue to expand, to take yeah. that wrong turn. And of course, we parents, we just stand aside and pray and hope and guide where we can. Yes. So absolutely, I can see how our faith <laughs> is both and. Michael, well, what a great topic this week. And thanks so much for your time today. Look forward to hearing the entire episode. Thank you so much, Brenda. And again, that is Michael Davis. His show is Common Sense on Social Justice. It is a standalone podcast. You can find it at materdayradio.com. You're also going to be able to access that podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. It is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. As we move into this Thanksgiving week, please go to materdayradio.com. Look up our programming schedule. We've got some special programs coming up Thursday and Friday because of the holiday. Nobody will be here at Mater Day Radio, but we've got some great programming for the hours of the morning blend and so much of our programming throughout the day going to be focusing on the holiday. You can find our full programming schedule, materdayradio.com. You'll also be able to access all of our great programming, even if you happen to not be in range of Mater Day Radio. You can listen live on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Are you looking for something to do this autumn rather than raking leaves? How about making plans to donate your old car to Mater Day Radio? In fact, we'll also accept the donation of a truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. In the process, you'll be supporting a faith-filled broadcast reaching thousands of listeners every day. It's Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Check it out on our website at materdayradio.com. Now, doesn't that sound better than raking leaves? It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, coming up in continued efforts to broker peace in the Middle East, Pope Francis will welcome both Israeli and Palestinian families being affected by the war. They're coming to the Vatican this week. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Dana Catherine with Capable. And I am Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. You are 
Danic Hatherin with Capable. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this Monday morning, Pope Francis will meet with the families of Israelis being held hostage by Hamas at his next Wednesday general audience. And he will also meet separately with a group of Palestinians with relatives suffering in Gaza. Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni has confirmed that the Pope will meet with the Israeli and Palestinian delegations separately on November 22nd on the sidelines of his public audience in St. Peter's Square. 
Pope Francis has frequently prayed for peace in the Holy Land in his public audiences since the start of the Israel-Hamas war last month. He has also repeatedly called for the hostages being held by Hamas to be freed and for the protection and humanitarian support of civilians in Gaza. About 240 people are being held hostage by Hamas, according to the United Nations. Four hostages have been released so far, and another was freed by Israeli forces in October. The Israeli military said on November 16th that troops had recovered two bodies of hostages. Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perlin has underlined that the Holy See views the release of the hostages and a ceasefire as a fundamental step in resolution of the conflict. And the Archdiocese of Seattle received more than 3,000 pages of feedback from more than 700 input sessions and 800 online responses during its Partners in the Gospel public consultation phase the Archdiocese announced last week. The 3,000 pages of feedback about proposed parish families were read by dozens of Chancery staff and Partner in the Gospel team members who, working in teams, spent more than 200 hours reviewing and synthesizing common themes and specific input from the parishes within the draft family, the Archdiocese said in a news release. The Archdiocese said these 78 parishes and missions in the 25 families affected by the proposed changes will be invited to host a second round of consultation with staff and parishioners to gather input on new changes before the final recommendation is submitted to Archbishop Aitchen for his discernment. Final parish families will be announced in early 2024 and will officially form on July 1st. Families will have roughly three years to discern their plan for becoming one canonical parish. It is during this period that local discernment will take place on major decisions like mass times, building use, outreach, new ministries, and other topics. And Rosalind Carter, the former First Lady of the United States who changed what it meant to serve in that role, died on Sunday. She was 96 years old. The Carter Center said the 96-year-old former First Lady died peacefully with her family by her side. Former President Jimmy Carter said in a statement, Rosalind was my equal partner in everything I ever accomplished. She gave me wise guidance and encouragement when I needed it. As long as Rosalind was in the world, I always knew somebody loved and supported me. On Friday, Carter had entered hospice care at home in Plains, Georgia. The family announced earlier this year that the former first lady had been diagnosed with dementia. The former first president, now 99 years old, entered hospice care at home back in February. Rosalind and Jimmy also hold the record for the longest married couple in presidential history, with the couple celebrating their 77th wedding anniversary on July 7th of this year. Rosalind leaves behind her husband, four children, 11 grandchildren, and 14 great-grandchildren. This weekend, we heard the gospel story of the talents. And Jesus tells his disciples a story about a man giving his servant a talent. But what exactly does that mean? 
Philip Kozlowski at Alatea points out, when translating the Bible into English, sometimes there are words that are not precisely translated or that have multiple meanings. One such word appears in the Gospel of Matthew when Jesus relates a parable to his disciples about talents. And it says, It will be as when a man who was going on a journey called his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to a third one, to each according to his ability. Now, typically in the English language, talents refers to particular abilities or skills that someone possesses. Talents in this sense have to be taught and not simply given. And many priests will use this passage to talk about talents according to this definition. The meaning of the parable, though, does not support this interpretation because it is not exactly what Jesus was referring to in the story. What Jesus was talking about then was uh, 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 money. It's a reference to money. A talent in this sense was a Hebrew term for weighing metal, often used in reference to money. The Illustrated Bible Treasury explains that 3,600 shekels, that's equal to one talent. So basically a single talent was a large amount of money, which can help us understand Jesus' parable and how the servant used their talent. The master was very generous, entrusting to his servant such a sum of money, and it makes sense that he wanted to see how his money was used. And coming up after the break, I'm going to take a look at our upcoming weather report and see what happened in weekend sports. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me. And I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? 
This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.39 here at Mater Day Radio. Will dense fog advisory will remain in effect through the valley uh, till 10 a.m. this morning. Visibility one quarter of a mile or less in areas of dense fog. Please take a little extra time today. Here on Sylvan Hill, I can see that fog already beginning to lift. Now, highs today staying cool, only getting to the low 50s under partly sunny skies this afternoon. Overnight, we're down to 39 degrees. And then Tuesday, rain back on the menu and highs to about 51 degrees. Currently, it is 37 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Salem. And Pope Francis, during his weekly Angelus address on Sunday, spoke to the faithful gathered, reflecting on the parable of talents from the Gospel of Matthew to highlight the two different ways of approaching God, with one based on fear, the other on trust. This binary choice presents for the faithful a crossroads, the Pope argued. But in the characterization of unwavering trust in the Lord, the Pope noted that while there are risks and trepidation about the uncertainty of what may come, trust gives freedom to act. In the parable from Matthew's gospel, the master gives his servants different talents, which in the parable refers to monetary units, reflecting the individuality of each servant. The master, upon his return from a journey, notes that two of the servants increased the talent, while the other, acting out of fear, merely preserved it by burying it. Pope Francis said, in this way, it is not enough to act out of fear, but to trust the Lord in the gifts he has given us. And at the end of the Angelus Address, the Holy Father made a special appeal appeal for those suffering in Myanmar, and the Pope renewed his call for peace in the Israel-Hamas war. And in sports, Portland Trailblazers forward Toonami Kamara began Sunday night's game with a powerful dunk against the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Moda Center. And that would be the only time the Blazers would lead throughout the game. A few minutes later, Thunder were up 11 to 2. By halftime, they led 76 to 43. And the final, 134 to 91. And the Seattle Seahawks lost their starting quarterback briefly on Sunday afternoon, and their lead quickly followed suit. Though Geno Smith returned for one last drive and nearly salvaged the win, the Seahawks missed a 55-yard field goal in the final seconds, and that gave the Los Angeles Rams, who rallied from a nine-point hole in the second half, the 17-16 win for their second victory over the Seahawks this season. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Starting this Friday at 5 p.m. is the Grotto's annual Christmas Festival of Lights. It's the largest Christmas choral festival in the world, featuring indoor concerts in the Chapel of Mary, over one million lights lining the pathways and sparkling in the trees. There's family entertainment in the plaza with caroling and puppet shows, 
Holiday foods and beverages are available, along with seasonal shopping in the gift shop. Tickets are available online and at the gate during the festival. It's the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights, and you can find more details on the community calendar section of the Hail Mary Media app or materdayradio.com. Well, of course, recently here on The Morning Blend, we said goodbye to our longtime Morning Blend show host, David Endress. And it was in no small part to the grand advice from our good friend Ashley Mishike from True North Retirement Advisors. Did he take in all that great advice? Yes. He set out to a fantastic retirement. Ashley Mishike is CEO of True North Retirement. Joining us today to continue this tradition of great advice. Ashley, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brenda. And I apologize. I'm so sorry my advice led to David leaving. I miss him. (laughs) Oh, we all miss him for sure. And like you said in that last show and your message, he had not done such a good job in planning for his retirement. But it's great to know that you are there to help your clients to look forward to these years. And many of us do. And we want to make sure that we are ready ready for anything that might come along. But something that people may not be thinking about right away is, you know, couples come together, they have this wonderful life, but if there are years between when one spouse will retire and the other, there's some important considerations to look at. And that was one of your recent topics on your podcast. So tell our listeners a little bit about what are some of the challenges that they need to think about if they're retiring, say, just maybe a couple of years apart, or maybe if that gap is even greater. Yes. Well, I think that there's a lot of different considerations. And the, the first one, probably because it impacts almost every couple, is Social Security. So when I talk about age gap, usually a five-plus-year age gap between spouses um, is, is where you want to really start to think through some of these things. And and the longer that age gap is, um, the the more impactful some of these items could be. So, for example, Social Security, it may make sense to wait a little bit longer because every month that you wait to start taking Social Security, you'll lock in a higher benefit. Now, you, you can't go past age 70. You have to start taking it then. But if you can wait a little bit longer... Um, it, it's helpful because statistically, especially with most couples, I, I find, I don't know about you, Brenda, but it's usually the husband who's older and the wife who's younger. Sure. And so, you know, and men, uh, women are more likely to outlive men anyways, even at the same age. So I had a client, um, she's since passed away, but she outlived her husband by 40 years. Wow. <laughs> And so, you know, we want to think about the fact that it's very likely that one spouse is going to outlive the uh, the other, especially if it's a younger wife spouse who outlives her husband. Um, and so we have to plan ahead for that in a variety of areas. But the first thing I would think about is Social Security, just because it impacts so many people. And if you can lock in that higher benefit when you pass, and assuming your spouse is still alive, they're going to benefit from that because their income will be higher than it otherwise would have been had you taken it earlier. So that's just one example. But, you know, there's a multitude of other um, examples, too. Like, for example, if you are fortunate enough to still have a pension, mm-hmm. um, the, the you want to very carefully consider the 
the uh, decision regardless. But, you know, there's different survivor options uh, with pretty much any pension these days. And so if if you're the one with the pension and your spouse is going to likely uh, keep needing that income after you pass, then you want to make sure that you're choosing the survivor option that's going to provide that income to them. So those are just a couple of um, important examples. Ashley, for a couple who recognizes that there there are some years between them, they are starting to think maybe within the next 10 years or so that retirement will be upon them. Are there scenarios or ways that they can work out scenarios, meaning that let's say the, the husband's going to retire, but the wife's not quite there yet, that they can look at what it would take for them to maybe retire at the same time. Maybe they want to hit the road, start traveling while they're still feeling healthy and active versus maybe saying, well, if you retire first, then it's going to take me a couple more years to get to where we need to be. Are there ways that a couple can work out the different scenarios to see what their retirement looks like? Yes, absolutely. Um, And there are a few basic resources available online to to do that and and kind of do an analysis um and if listeners are you know if you're working with a financial advisor most of them have the capabilities to kind of model that for you i'm actually working with a client right now where there's a 10 year age gap between the spouses and the younger spouse is going to work longer and it's a it's it's one of the biggest benefits of having an an age gap is if one of the spouses works um when the other reti- when the older spouse retires because you have that income and that would allow you to do things like delaying social security um and uh, you know depending on what their income is, if they have the ability to work part-time, maybe you could still do those fun things together um, that you enjoy doing. So the, the biggest drawback, though, of a, of a younger couple with retirement is if they do retire at the same time, you need to make sure that, that whatever savings you have are going to last for you know, potentially much longer. So if the age gap is significant, you know, more than five or even 10 years, you might be looking at a 40 plus year retirement rather than a 25 Mm. or a 30 year for most people. So making your money last for four decades is a real challenge. Um, But that's a, that's a realistic scenario for couples who do have an age gap that is significant, who then want to also retire at the same time. Ashley Mishike is joining the Morning Blend once again with just outstanding retirement advice and just a reminder of things that we all need to be considering as we head into these retirement years. Another important thing to consider with an age gap, especially if you're thinking about one like you had mentioned your client with a 10-year age gap, long-term care. Because the possibility that uh, one spouse could be taking care of the other for a long term or even needing more specialized care, that's also going to have to work its way into the discussion. What do they need to remember about long-term care? Yeah, long-term care is a big one because it can be very expensive, especially if one of the spouses ends up needing um you know, skilled nursing care. If they have, if they end up having dementia or Alzheimer's, you know, those are the, those are the most expensive scenarios. But yeah, the the main um, consideration is always to keep in mind that with an age gap, 
the younger spouse is much likely to outlive the older spouse. So we have to provide financially for the younger spouse. And so it's even more important that you have long-term care that way if the if the older spouse gets um, sick and needs potentially years of expensive care, that it's not going to drain the finances for the younger spouse. I actually had a situation happen like that uh, a few years ago. But I would also lump in long-term care with life insurance. So life Mm -hmm. insurance becomes even more important um, when there's an age gap. And also making sure that your ducks are in a row with the estate planning and wills and and things like that. and and sort of related to that too is if if one of the spouses is doing all of the financial stuff so like you know bank accounts and bill paying and all of that and the other spouse is completely in the dark that can be very traumatic when the if the older spouse dies first and they were the one who were handling all of the finances. So you want to make sure that you're communicating more about finances and that the other both spouses know here are where all our bank accounts are. These are all of our recurring bills. These are, you know, just those things that you know, one of the spouses tends to always just handle themselves and the other spouse tends to be in the dark and we want to avoid the chaos that can uh, ensue for the surviving spouse when the other one passes. Mm. Ashley, and just hearing you talk, that also just brings to mind, even in my own discussion with my brothers and my parents, that it's important to let your family members know, an aging couple, they need to let their family, their children know, or those that will help be, you know, that will be the executors of their estate in the future, that they can find all of this information as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I encourage all my clients to basically create, it's like a table of contents. And so you pr- create a list of, of all of the accounts or insurance policies, bank accounts, everything. Um, and then you can you can keep a copy in your safe or safe deposit box or something like that. And then you say, look, here's where all, here's where my assets are. Um, and then that way, the insurance policies that you did pay into for years don't get forgotten about by your spouse or your heirs. Mm, Good thinking. Ashley, you think of everything and we appreciate that so much. And thank you so much for talking to us today and helping us plan ahead. Thank you so much, Brenda. It was a real pleasure. And again, that is Ashley Mishake. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. If you want to listen to this podcast again or to find out more information from True North, I will be sure to add a link on the podcast of this interview. You're going to find that link at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 753 here at Mater Day Radio. It is a Monday. That means this evening, Living Stones is coming up at 730. You'll be able to catch the podcast of that show, though, a little earlier in the afternoon on the Hail Mary Media app. If there is a topic in the Catholic Church, you know that Deacon Haraldberg Sivers and Ken Hellenius, they've got it covered. In fact, you can search on our webpage any topic, and if they've covered it, well, you're going to find the podcast for it. In fact, you can also find our full programming schedule. It's available at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist 
online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Five-year-old Miguel Garcia didn't understand his father's sickness, a sickness which was cancer. But he did know that his father was losing strength and had to go to the hospital frequently for special treatments. He also knew that his father was losing his hair due to that treatment and that this made him feel sad and strange and alone. One night, Miguel called his father into his bedroom. The five-year-old had cut off all his hair so his father wouldn't feel alone. He told his father, I did it because I love you. That story reminds us that there are no words with more healing power than words of love. The more we express our love in words and deeds, the better we become as human beings. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. It is 7.56 here at Mater Day Radio. A busy day at the White House. A birthday, a Christmas tree, and a presidential pardon. I'll have that story for you, plus an update on high school football. All that right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. God closes one door to open another. For Frances Cabrini, she could hardly imagine what God had waiting for her on the other side of hers. She was born to one of 13 children to a farming family in Lombardy, Italy in 1850. She grew up attending a school run by the Daughters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, so she was immediately drawn to a vocation in the order. Because of her poor health resulting in a premature birth, Frances was denied acceptance into the convent. She still went on to graduate with the status of cum laude and obtained her teaching certificate at the school. Feeling the rejection was a call from God to remain with her family on the farm. She cared for her parents until their death in 1870. Frances continued to work on her parents' farm until she was invited to teach at the House of Providence Orphanage in Codogno. She was there six years and fell in love with the work she was doing. She became the headmistress and took her own religious vows to live by. 
Frances encouraged other women to live a religious way of life and eventually added Xavier to her name in honor of St. Francis Xavier, the patron saint of missionaries. I smell some foreshadowing. Just when things seemed to be going so well for Sister Frances, the school was closed in 1880. This was only greeted by an invitation from her bishop to establish the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart. There, she would see to it that the children battling illnesses, a cause that she held dearly in her heart, would be properly educated and cared for. With these missions striving, the young sister gained the attention of Pope Leo VIII. He invited Sister Frances to travel to the U.S. and continue her mission work in the States. She packed her bags along with six other sisters and landed in New York in 1889. Sister Frances worked closely with immigrants, specifically Italians, to come to know Christ and be ministered however needed. She continued to spread the gospel throughout the United States and eventually obtained her citizenship in America. By the end of her life, she had established 62 orphanages, hospitals, and schools throughout the North and South America and Europe. She died in 1917 from complications due to malaria and became the first canonized U.S. citizen in 1946. She's officially recognized as the patron saint of immigrants and is apparently the best intercessor for finding a parking spot. As one priest said, she did live in New York, so she knew a thing or two about driving. When life doesn't go as planned, we can't throw in the towel and immediately give up on what God's calling us to. Just because one opportunity doesn't work out doesn't mean that we're done, no matter how it seems in the moment. May we be reminded daily not to just care for our brothers and sisters, but to also give ourselves some mercy to be ready for wherever God is calling us. St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download today our free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> In your news this hour, Pope Francis will meet with the families of Israelis being held hostage by Hamas at his next Wednesday general audience. He will also meet separately with a group of Palestinians with relatives suffering in Gaza. Vatican spokesman Teo Bruni has confirmed that the Pope will meet with the Israeli and Palestinian delegation separately on November 22nd on the sidelines of his public audience in St. Peter's Square. Pope Francis has frequently prayed for peace in the Holy Land in his public audiences since the start of the Israel-Hamas war last month. He has also repeatedly called for the hostages being held by Hamas to be freed and for the protection and humanitarian support of civilians in Gaza. And weekend-long negotiations in the ongoing Portland teacher strike did not reach a deal, although progress in one of the biggest sticking points was made. Representatives from the Portland Public Schools and the Portland Association of Teachers continued efforts all weekend to break the stalemate specifically concerning class sizes and planning time. On Saturday, PPS spokesperson Will Howell said the two sides were talking about those two issues and were hopeful we can square them away through continued conversations. Howell said they'll keep negotiating until we get a deal. There won't be any classes for PPS students this week. Beyond the strike, students already had the week off for Thanksgiving break. The Portland teacher strike began 
on November 1st. And Liberty and Bell, they're ready for their presidential pardons. The two Thanksgiving turkeys were due at the White House this morning to play their part in what has become the annual holiday tradition, a president sparing them from becoming someone's dinner. The event set for the South Lawn this year instead of the Rose Garden marks the unofficial start of the holiday season in Washington, and Monday was shaping up to be an especially busy opening day. President Biden, the oldest president in U.S. history, is celebrating his 81st birthday today. In the afternoon, his wife, First Lady Jill Biden, was accepting the delivery of an 18-and-a-half-foot Fraser fur from Fleetwood, North Carolina. This is the official White House Christmas tree. Now, the two male turkeys, both about 20 weeks old and about 42 pounds, they were both hatched in July in Minnesota. Jenny O is headquartered there as part of the presidential flock. They listen to music and other sounds to prepare them for Monday's hoopla at the White House. Now, this tradition of pardoning the turkey dates back to 1947 when the National Turkey Foundation, which represents turkey farmers and producers, first presented a national Thanksgiving turkey to President Harry Truman. Back then and even earlier, the gobbler was given for the first family's holiday consumption. But by the late 1980s, the tradition had evolved into an often humorous ceremony in which the birds are pardoned and given a second chance at life after they are spared from ending up on the Thanksgiving table. And it is always uplifting to hear acts of kindness, especially when they're carried out by a group of thoughtful teens. This was the case recently when a group of adolescents started offering continued support to a grandma who was coping with the accidental death of her young grandson, Sam. Peggy Winkowski, or Grandma Peggy as she's affectionately known, had been cooking Wednesday breakfasts for her 15-year-old grandson, his cousin Owen, and their friends before they head to school at Bishop DeBorg High School in St. Louis. Now, the unusual tradition came about when Sam declared that his grandma's breakfast were tastier than the local diner the boys were attending before heading to school each Wednesday. I told Sam and Owen to bring their friends and I will make them breakfast next Wednesday. When they were all leaving to go to school, they hugged me, she said. From there, the Wednesday morning breakfast club became a firm tradition. The boys would come for a hearty breakfast and a hug from the grandma in St. Louis. And over time, the number of members started to grow. However, in July of last year, Sam was tragically killed while out on his moped at night, leaving the doting grandmother devastated. The members of the breakfast club showed up every day in the week following Sam's death to offer their support. And soon the breakfast continued, but now they have extended into something bigger. Whenever there's a big game, a holiday or other special occasion, the teens always include Grandma Peggy in the mix. And what is particularly lovely to see is they're sure to celebrate her birthday, too. While for Grandma Peggy, she is sure to point out to the teens as they gather at her house, Sam would be so proud. Look at what he started. I just love great stories like that. We're going to take a break now. And when we come back, a look up the weather and an update on those Friday night lights. Who's going to the big game? I'll have that for you coming up. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Matriday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Meanwhile, at Matraday Radio, we're gearing up for a new year filled with hope and promise. No matter what lies ahead of us, we want to be united with Christ through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's why Matraday Radio has crafted a special gift just for you, our 2024 Marian calendar. Check your mailbox because we're sending you an uplifting reminder of all the days ahead to celebrate Our Lady. Matraday Radio's 2024 Marian calendar features beautiful artwork encouraging messages of hope, and a full list of the Blessed Virgin Mary's upcoming feast days. Put it in your home, office, or anywhere you might need some spiritual inspiration. It's our way of thanking you for more than 34 years of your generous prayerful support for Matraday Radio and the Hail Mary Media app. Look out for your 2024 Marian calendar. Just another way we're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. It is 8.09 here at Mater Dei Radio. Clear skies up on Sylvan Hill, but you got to come through some dense fog if you're heading into town from Beaverton area. There is still thick fog around the area, and that dense fog advisory going to remain in effect until 10 o'clock. Now, there is supposed to be some lifting of that fog by midday, and ice today reaching the low 50s under partly sunny skies this afternoon. Overnight, we're cooling down to around 39 degrees, and then Tuesday, rain is coming back and about 51 degrees for your high. Currently, it is 32 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground and 34 degrees at St. Paul's Catholic Church in Eugene. (music) 
And in your news, a third safe stay community for residents experiencing homelessness will open on Monday in Vancouver. Residents are expected to move into the site at 415 West 11th Street in the afternoon. It has 20 temporary module structures that can hold up to 40 residents and will be managed by the nonprofit Outsiders Inn. The city says these temporary communities will improve health, safety, and cleanliness for both housed and unhoused community members by relocating those who are living in tents or vehicles. People living in camps in downtown area are given priority. The residents will be offered greater access to services, increased stability, and safe, healthy, humane living conditions to help transition out of homelessness. There are restrooms, showers, and laundry facilities on site, and camping is prohibited within 1,000 feet of the community. Now, Stay Safe Communities are part of the city's homelessness response plan, an effort to combat homelessness within Vancouver while supporting and providing resources to the unhoused population. And in sports, the Central Catholic Rams defeated the Westland Lions 12-7 on Friday at Pioneer Stadium in Oregon City for a berth in the Oregon Class 6A Football State Championship. The Rams will take on Tualatin Timberwolves on Friday at Hillsborough Stadium at 12-30. Then north of the river in Vancouver, Seton Catholic High School. 11-1 is in the semifinals. The Cougars roared back from a 14-point fourth quarter deficit to stun number four Kashmir, 42-35 in Wenatchee on Saturday evening, advancing to the state semifinals for the first time in program history. Seton Catholic will travel for the semifinals to take on number one Royal Knights in Eastern Washington. Congratulations to those teams. What a great showing, and uh, we'll keep you updated on how things work out. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Wednesday from 1230 in the afternoon until 4 p.m., Holy Rosary Parish in Northeast Portland is offering a family-friendly time of Eucharistic adoration to encourage our youngest Catholics to learn how to spend time before the Blessed Sacrament. It's family-friendly Eucharistic Adoration at Holy Rosary Parish this Wednesday afternoon, the 22nd. For more details on this or other Catholic events in our area, go to the Community Calendar section of the Hail Mary Media app or MontredayRadio.com. Have you ever longed for a direct connection with the Divine? But how can imperfect beings like us have this type of encounter with God? Well, in his new book, God Speaks, An Imperfect Path to Hearing God's Voice, Bob Shrimp invites you to step out of the shadows of life and embark on a profound spiritual journey. Bob encourages all of us to embrace a unique perspective on prayer, one that transcends mere meditation and immerses you in direct conversational communion with God. Bob is a devoted pastoral associate at St. Charles Borromeo Parish in beautiful San Diego, where he has dedicated his life to serving, inspiring the Catholic community. And he's joining me this morning. Good morning, Bob. Thanks so much for joining us on The Morning Blend. Hey, Brenda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm all excited to be up with you and your listeners up in the Northwest. 
I was so excited as we were preparing for our interview. I was telling you about the fact that I'm a SoCal girl myself. And it turns out we know a whole lot of the same people. It's just really an incredible opportunity to talk with you. I'm looking forward to this discussion. First, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the great work you've been able to accomplish in the field of evangelization. Yeah, sure. I, I'll, I'll try to do it quickly. There's a lot that goes on that makes up Bob Shrimp, but I started as a youth minister back in the 80s. I was a graduate from Franciscan University. I, I had grown up in North County, as we had spoken. We were very close, almost neighbors up there. <clears throat> Always been involved in the church, big family, 10 brothers and sisters. My pop passed away when I was a little boy. Church was very instrumental in, in my formation and growing up and being there for me at a very difficult time. Getting out of Steubenville, I ran a ministry for about uh, almost 35 years called the Gathering Youth Ministry down here in San Diego area, and we grew up from about 20 to 30 kids when I first arrived to over 700 kids meeting every week, and that led to a call from my old school. Father Mike Scanlon was president at University of Steubenville, and now called Franciscan University, and they had this little conference on campus, and they were trying to figure out what to do with it and how to grow it, and they gave me a call and said, you're you're literally your weekly meetings are as big as our conference. What are you doing? And so I flew out there and I was uh, able to meet with Jim Beckman and a few others. And we rewrote the Steubenville conference and we took it off campus and brought it around the United States. And so for a dozen years, as I was doing the youth ministry, I was also double dipping as the host for Steubenville conferences and getting them around the country and became a trainer at Life Teen. I would go out there in Arizona and train the Life Teen ministers. I worked at church partnership with Young Life. So I, w- I was involved in ministry all over the place. I, I, I never really stopped. And, and today I'm a pastoral associate at a parish down here in San Diego with your beloved father, John Amsbury, who used to be a Portland diocesan priest and is now down here in San Diego. We were roommates in college, and so we're working together down here in San Diego. And that has led me to this day where I've decided to write some books and share a little bit more about my experiences as I have now turned into an old man. oh perhaps in years but definitely not in excitement and and just real heart for our lord in evangelization and for youth i i would love to talk to you a moment about this because as we were talking in preparation you are friends with my youth minister that i grew up in high school knowing and what i remember so well and, and believe in my heart to this day is my faith and my passion for my faith is really hinged and, and based on that youth minister. For our young people today, as parents, now we're starting to realize how so many of them feel lost in this day and age. And there are so many things online, technology, things that we never had to deal with that is drawing them away from the church. What can you say to us parents in in working with teens for many, many years that gives us hope to know that there is still a place for young people in the church? Yeah, that's a great question. I I think the world, you know, technology changes a lot. So I think a lot of times when we say the world's changing, we're saying technology has changed. And technology then changes the playing field. And uh, it has its challenges, right? My generation... I can remember my grandparents saying, turn that boob tube off. They called the TV the boob tube. You get that thing off. You just stare at that all day long. And, um, you know, so we have, we have challenges. There was a, a study that came out of UCLA recently, 
and it referenced uh, the COVID era and the teen, the kids coming out of COVID sure. and the depression, the separation, the anxiety that they're all experiencing are epidemic portions. But they found a common thread for teens that did not experience these things, that, that were more well-adjusted and adjusted in society and in faith and in relationships that weren't going through all these anxieties and depressions and suicidal thoughts. And the common thread they found, and it's not a religious study, it's just a study, an anthropology, on uh, they, they had five adult relationships in their life, meaningful adult relationships. And I, I study, I'm just finishing up a master's right now, and we've been studying a lot of, uh, of these um, trends out there and what to do with youth ministry in the future. But that struck me as, as very pivotal. You said that your youth ministry was very impactful in your life. Mm-hmm. I, I can point to a lot of teens that would say the same about me. I could say that about the priest and others that were in my life growing up. It's adult relationships and that mentorship. Because a teen and a, uh, having a good friend as a teen, teen to teen, peer to peer, not so deep. You're not going to get, you're going to get, oh, do what makes you feel good. You're not going to get the best advice. But adults in your life, it makes a lot of sense. The more that you can surround your kids with healthy adults, the more well-adjusted and healthy they will be. So, for example, my son, when he turned 16, I picked uh, eight or nine of men in his life, brothers, uncles, um, men in my youth ministry, a priest, friends. And I asked each one of them to take him out. And in the course of a couple of days, they all got a couple hours with him. And I said, just share with them advice on what you think is important being a man. And so... I, I would do things like that, just keeping adults into my kids' lives and speaking into their lives. Of course, I wanted a Christian influence in there, too. But um, that, that I think, if you, if you ask me in a nutshell, I would take a deep breath if I was a parent and just say, make sure you're connecting your kids to family, to friends, to priests, to uh, uh, teachers, anybody in their lives that can speak truth into their in, in life and spirit and be a good role model Make sure they're interacting with them. And I think our world today, because of the abuse, and on and on and on, we tend to pull kids away and separate them out. And they're missing a really important part of development and growth in faith and just in maturity. Mm. Oh, amen to that. And for you, I would also say for several of my kids, in fact, I think all three of my daughters all had an opportunity to attend a Steubenville conference, Steubenville mm-hmm. Northwest. I think they mm-hmm. got an opportunity to go in San Diego, even in Texas before. And they all came back with the same thing. Mom, to kneel in adoration with thousands of people my own age. It was so incredibly inspiring to know that They weren't alone in their faith. And there were many people that had strong faith who also had questions who were trying to find their way to closer relationship to God. And they said, well, so much of that experience they realized at the Steubenville conference. So what a wonderful gift that that conference is to so many young people around the world. This morning, I am speaking with Bob Shrimp. He is the author of a new book. God Speaks, An Imperfect Path to Hearing God's Voice. He's joining me to talk more about it, but Bob, (laughs) I've already come up against my break. You can't. You can't. (laughs) Oh, well, so here's what we need to do. I'm going to have to pause, go into a break for a moment, so that way when we come back, we can talk more about your book. Can you stay with me this morning? Absolutely. Thank you. 
821 here at Mater Day Radio. Is your family coming to down and you want to show them some beautiful things going on in our area? We'll head right to our community calendar. So many things are going on this week, even even through the holiday. You'll be able to participate in some wonderful events and even take in the lights at the grotto of course the festival of lights opens this friday and we'll keep you up to date on that as well head over to the community calendar you're going to find it under the get involved menu to find so many more details about events you'll also be able to access the calendar on the hail mary media app support for matre radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with deepadventure.com. With this week's Deep Virtue, number 85. Today I want to talk to you about in Waikiki Beach, we have this phenomenon about seven days after the full moon. There's a big t- there's a tide that brings in box jellyfish for two or three days. And it's very painful if you get stung by a jellyfish. It's the only place in the world where we know of that this happens, and we really don't have any idea why. But there's kind of an invasion along the shores of Waikiki of box jellyfish. And during that time, we warn people it's not a good thing to go out because you go out there, you're probably going to get stung. It's kind of like in the Catholic Church, we teach not to go where there's the near occasion of sin. Don't go places where you think you might become vulnerable or might be tempted, whether that's places on a website or certain friends' homes or bars or places, people that you're hanging out with that you know just aren't uh, good to be with. You know that if you go out there, you might just get stung. There's a type of tide called a red tide. And at night, that red tide, uh, when the waves break, it's luminescent. It actually sparkles. It's, it's fluorescent colored. The waves break and it just shimmers. And when you dive through that water and you stand up, you're just shimmering with, uh, with light. But you know what happens when if you're attracted to that light and you dive in, you're going to be covered with, um, a small diatomaceous animal that's excreting a kind of a red, uh, it's called a red tide for a reason because there's no oxygen in the, in the ocean and that, 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 um, the little, the little, uh, Diatomaceous animals will get stuck in your eyes and your hair, and it's just it's just a really an uncomfortable feeling. Um, you can't your eyes will turn all red. So it all seems all so nice and bright and something you really would like to have. And that's what the Lord, that's what the enemy does. He uses the bling bling of the world to try to attract you. And when you dive in, you find out there's no oxygen, that there's no life in it. So let's stay close to the real light. Let's stay close to uh, the Son of God, uh, Jesus Christ. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue number eighty-five. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Support from Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. 
Catch the voice of the shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Dei Radio. It is 825 here at Mater Dei Radio. Well, coming up in news, former First Lady Rosalind Carter passes away. I'll look back on her live. We'll also get an update on your day's weather and look at sports. All that coming up in four minutes. Here is Wall, always and everywhere. And I am Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. calling me back to the altar of heaven's feast where all the lonely and proud of heart come clean and this is your grace and your love for me your justice and mercy is what I
That is Wall with Always and Everywhere. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, the Archdiocese of Seattle received more than 3,000 pages of feedback from more than 700 input sessions and 800 online responses during its Partners in the Gospel public consultation phase. The 3,000 pages of feedback about proposed parish families were read by dozens of chancery staff and Partners in the Gospel team members who, working in teams, spent more than 200 hours reviewing and synthesizing common themes and specific input from the parishes within the draft family. Now, the Archdiocese of Seattle said these 78 parishes and missions in the 25 families affected by proposed changes will be invited to host a second round of consultation with staff and parishioners to gather input on the new changes before a final recommendation is submitted to Archbishop Aitchen for his discernment. Final parish families will be announced in early 2024 and will officially form July 1st of 2024. Rosalind Carter, the former First Lady of the United States who changed what it meant to serve in that role, died on Sunday. She was 96 years old. The Carters said the 96-year-old former First Lady had died peacefully with her family by her side. In a statement, President Jimmy Carter said, Rosalind was my equal partner in everything I ever accomplished. She gave me wise guidance and encouragement when I needed it. As long as Rosalind was in the world, I always knew somebody loved and supported me. On Friday, Carter had entered hospice care at home in Plains, Georgia. The family announced earlier this year that the former first lady had been diagnosed with dementia. And the former president, now 99 years old, had entered hospice care at home back in February. Rosalind and Jimmy hold the record of the longest married couple in presidential history, with a couple celebrating their 77th wedding anniversary on July 7th. Rosalind leaves behind her husband, four children, 11 grandchildren, and 14 great-grandchildren. And Jesus tells his disciple a story about a man giving his servant a talent. But what exactly does that mean? Philip Kozlowski at Alatea points out, when translating the Bible into English, sometimes there are words that are not precisely translated or have multiple meanings. One such word appears in the Gospel of Matthew when Jesus translates a parable to his disciples about the talents. And it says, It will be as when a man who was going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, each according to his ability. Typically in the English language, talent refers to particular abilities or skills that someone possesses. Talents in this sense have to be taught and not simply given. And many priests will use this passage to talk about talents according to this definition. The meaning of the parable does support this interpretation, but it is not exactly what Jesus was referring to in the story. So what is Jesus talking about when he tells his story about talents? 
A talents in this sense was a Hebrew term for weighing metal, often used in reference to money. The Illustrated Bible Treasury explains that 3,600 shekels is equal to one talent. So basically, a single talent was a large amount of money, which can help us understand Jesus' parable on how the servant used their talents. The master was very generous in trusting to his servants such a sum of money, and it makes sense that he wanted to see how his money was used. And coming up after the break, we're going to take a look at your weather and an update on weekend sports. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It is 8.37 here at Mater Day Radio. Fog is beginning to lift, but it's still kind of thick in some areas, so please give yourself a little bit extra time this morning. Highs today, staying cool also, only reaching to the upper 40s, maybe getting to 50 degrees in some parts of the city, and then partly sunny into the afternoon. Overnight, more clouds move in with a low around 39 degrees. Then uh, Tuesday, we got more rain coming in and highs at 51 degrees. Now, as of right now, it looks like we are going to be partly sunny for this Thanksgiving. We'll see if that weather holds up. Currently, it is 38 degrees at Christ the King Catholic Church in Beaverton. 
And in your news, Pope Francis will meet with the families of Israelis being held hostage by Hamas at his next Wednesday general audience. And he will also meet separately with a group of Palestinians with relatives suffering in Gaza. Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni has confirmed that the Pope will meet with the Israeli and Palestinian delegations separately on November 22nd on the sidelines of his public audience in St. Peter's Square. Pope Francis has frequently prayed for peace in the Holy Land, also repeatedly calling for hostages being held to be freed and for the protection and humanitarian support of civilians in Gaza. About 240 people are being held hostage by Hamas, according to the United Nations. Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perlin has underlined that the Holy See views the release of hostages and a ceasefire as fundamental steps in the resolution of the conflict. And the Liberty and Bell are ready for their presidential pardons. The two Thanksgiving turkeys were due at the White House on Monday to play their part in what has become an annual holiday tradition, a presidential sparing them from becoming someone's dinner. The event set for the South Lawn this year marks the unofficial start of the holiday season in Washington, and Monday was shaping up to be an especially busy opening day. President Joe Biden is celebrating his 81st birthday today. In the afternoon, First Lady Jill Biden was accepting the delivery of an 18-and-a-half-foot Fraser fur from North Carolina as the official White House Christmas tree. Now for these turkeys, the two male turkeys, both about 20 weeks old and 42 pounds, were hatched in July in Minnesota. Now they listen to music and other sounds to prepare them for Monday's hoopla at the White House. And this tradition dates back to 1947 when the National Turkey Federation, which represents turkey farmers and producers, first presented a national Thanksgiving turkey to President Harry Truman. And in sports, Portland Trail Blazer forward Tumani Kamara began Sunday night's game with a powerful dunk against... Oklahoma City Thunder at the Moda Center. That would be the only time the Blazers would lead. A few minutes later, the Thunder were up 11 to 2. By halftime, they led 76 to 43, and the final 134 to 91. And the Seattle Seahawks lost their starting quarterback briefly on Sunday afternoon, and their lead quickly followed suit. Though Geno Smith returned for one last drive and nearly salvaged the win, the Seahawks missed a 55-yard field goal in the final seconds that gave the Los Angeles Rams, who rallied from a nine-point hole in the second half, the 17-16 win and their second victory over the Seahawks this season. And a recap, Central Catholic Rams defeated Westland. They are headed for the state championship. They will take on Tualatin Timberwolves on on Friday and north of the river, the Seton Catholic High School Cougars roared back from a 14 point fourth quarter deficit to stun number four Kashmir. 42 to 35, and that will get them into the state semifinals. They'll be taking on number one Royal Knights in Eastern Washington. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Starting this Friday at 5 p.m. is the Grotto's annual Christmas Festival of Lights. 
It's the largest Christmas choral festival in the world, featuring indoor concerts in the Chapel of Mary, over one million lights lining the pathways and sparkling in the trees. There's family entertainment in the plaza with caroling and puppet shows. Holiday foods and beverages are available, along with seasonal shopping in the gift shop. Tickets are available online and at the gate during the festival. It's the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights, and you can find more details on the community calendar section of the Hail Mary Media app or materdayradio.com. And I am back with author Bob Shrimp. He is joining me today. We had intended in our first half hour to talk about his <laughs> new book, God Speaks. But, well, God led us in a little bit of a different direction this morning. Bob has so graciously stayed with us so we can continue our discussion this morning. Bob, thanks so much for staying with us. Oh, I appreciate it. And I, I do have to say, when we talked about the conferences before the break, one of the things that your daughter's experienced in that adoration, you were talking about how they, they, they got so much out of adoration. And I've been to uh, seven World Youth Days, too, so I've actually been with millions of teens in adoration and uh, seen that dynamic, and obviously with my own ministry. But one of the things our teens need is they need to know they're not alone. And mm-hmm. I think when they, they're in strength in numbers, right, you're there, and a lot of times even the adoration will evoke an emotional response. And we get some Sometimes we would get some criticism at Steubenville conferences because of that. Oh, it's just all in motion. And what I, what I think what we miss is that there's a connection they're making not only to the Eucharist there, but to those around them that life's tough. And teenagers do have a lot on, on, on their shoulders, and, and they, they hold in so much. And they're attacked from media and TV, social media. Everything around them is, is negative and pulling them down, and yet we expect them to all of a sudden be these perfect people walking around and a night like that allows them their their guard comes down they realize Mm -hmm. everybody else in that room also is with them and boy that that can bring about a pretty strong change in attitude and mind and heart absolutely and it is a true gift for the the faith relationship of so many young people so if you are near a steubenville conference please definitely check it out and find a way to get your young people to it sign up Well, Bob, just recently on the morning show, we talked about how St. Francis de Sales said, just because you pray the rosary every day doesn't make you holy if you do it with an empty heart. Now, in your book, you unfold a fresh and unconventional view of prayer that goes beyond the ordinary. Because I've got to tell you, I'm very much interested in this because I've made it a habit this year. I have prayed the rosary every day going home from work. But sometimes what I have found was I fall into what St. Francis de Sales is, that I'm just repeating words that I've known my whole life. And I'll Mm -hmm. get down the road and go, wait a second, how did I get on this fourth mystery? Because I haven't been paying attention and I haven't been allowing myself to dive into this. And I've been praying maybe with more of an empty heart. So tell our listeners a little bit about how you get into that in your book, this unconventional view of prayer. Yeah, I appreciate that. The set forms of prayers that the Church has are novenas, are rosaries, and I am a huge fan of the rosary. So mm-hmm. that would be another, you'll get me in on another radio show for the rosary. I'm happy to talk about that. And the fact that you even mentioned St. Francis de Sales, who is the patron saint of journalists, and we're talking about my book, we're tying this all in very nicely today, very Catholic of us. But the the when you have a formal prayer, a set of prayers that that's more of a new uh, uh, um, I could go into a, a, the whole science behind counting on a rosary, what it does to your brain, how it opens it up to 
to God, the creative side, how the analytical side can shut down because you're counting numbers. So it, it actually does free open the creative space of your brain. But I want to actually just move this a little further and talk about personal prayer. So this is a little different. This is prayer, me sitting down before the Lord and, 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 um, and having a set prayer time where I will interact with him and he will interact with me. And that's the key to prayer, is prayer is a conversation with God. And the thing that is missing, and especially in these formal prayers, is we don't have the listen to God part, because a conversation is me talking, and it's me listening. And for me, the most important part of that prayer is to listen. He is our shepherd. We are to know his voice. How do you know his voice? How do you know how to follow him? And that's what I love to open up in the book. And I have some chapters in there that are really uh, inspiring and life-changing of God intervening directly into my life by speaking uh, such, a, such a strong word that I acted on it. And, I, and if I can, I want to break open one quick chapter to give you an example of what I'm talking about yes. here, about how we learn to listen to God. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to happen all at once, and the book has little steps that will help open up your heart and your mind and your soul to listening to God and how to identify His voice. Because we have a, we have a conscience, and God speaks through that conscience. So on the cover of my book, if you get it, you can get it up on Amazon right now. You can look at it. There's a picture of a boy going down in the water, and there's a hand underneath him. That's a story of my son who drowned. And my daughter, who was a few months old, was in my lap, and I think she was kind of gumming through a peanut butter sandwich or something I was giving her. We were all talking when God spoke. And I just heard him say, get up and go to the pool. So I get up and I hear the voice. I pray a lot. It was, we were all talking, just having a normal family conversation. And I hear this voice. So I get up and I walk up to the pool. I look down at the bottom of the pool and I see my son's shirt. And I'm like, that's weird. How did his shirt get up here? And then I see my son. Mm. And, uh, and he drowned. But there's God intervening, and that's why the hand is underneath that point, because God had him. And he called me up there to save that life. I don't know why some parents lose their children. I don't know why some drown, some don't. Some are, God intervenes here, and he doesn't intervene there. I just know that day, because I had trained myself through years of prayer and listening to God, I heard a voice, I heard his voice, and I acted on it. Now, that's a big story, right? Um, what I want people really to focus in on is every day he can come to you in prayer and he can give you that guidance and lead you. And it's such a comfort knowing that you're doing his will. And that, that's ultimately, by our baptism, we are called to serve God, right? That's how we serve him, listen to him and do what he asks. Bob, as a parent hearing this story, my heart just aches. And what a beautiful and precious gift our children are to us and whether we have them for just a few years or for a whole lifetime they are his they are god's and we are just always open to be blessed by who they are and how they make us grow in just yeah, our, our own kids, relationship kids are amazing to god. and they're going to teach us a lot too right oh, <laughs> we grow oh, up a lot around our our kids for sure yeah. There's going to be stories upon stories in this book where you're going to see me uh, struggling. My mom was passing of cancer. I had a friend uh, who was in a car accident who told me he thought he was going to die. And we had this conversation. And 
first person I ever prayed with and, and shared my faith with because he was so afraid of that. Uh, a mom who thought she had just lost her son because no one ever evangelized to him and she was heartbroken. And I got to call her and say, no, no, no. The day before he died, he was in my living room and we were sharing the, the sh- talking about Christ and we prayed together about his relationship. So, so many different ways that God breaks into our world and these stories in the book, you're going to hear God speaking to me and others and how he works through that. But ultimately, I'm going to bring the reader to a point where you can sit in a living room, take 15 minutes out, and you can have this very intimate, structured time that I really believe trains your intellect, your will, your, your, your conscience, if you would, to form and hear God's voice and become a much more effective follower. And you know what? I'm going to give you one more thing. If I can tell all your listeners one thing, God's speaking to you right now. And you know what he's saying? He's saying that I love you. Hmm. My, my, my spiritual advisor in college used to always say this, don't leave prayer until you feel God's arms around you. And I used to love that image, that God isn't there to scold us. He isn't there to um, tell us how lousy we are. That's the accuser, right? Satan's got the name the accuser. The Holy Spirit has the name as the advocator. So God advocates for us. The Spirit advocates for us. If you're in prayer and you're hearing negative, well, let me tell you, <laughs> that's not God's side of the equation. Mm-hmm. That's Satan's side. He wants to accuse. He wants to hold you down and make you feel you're not worth it. But the Holy Spirit comes, and he is a great advocator in Christ and God, who can only love, want to pour out that love and that blessing on us. And that's what prayer becomes. It becomes this beautiful time of love and prayer and uplifting and encouragement. That's what prayer is. And I think we get, unfortunately, the wrong impression sometimes of prayer, and it becomes this drudgery, and I'm not good, and I'm sinful, and I'm bad, and all these things come up. And it's, no, 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 God doesn't want to take us there. He wants to heal, forgive, and move us forward. And that's all done with great love and great concern for those who, you know, for us. And Bob, with great love and concern for all of us, you've written this wonderful book. The name of it is God Speaks, An Imperfect Path to Hearing God's Voice. I am so excited about reading this for our listeners who have been hearing your stories, sharing your life so openly. Where can they get a copy for themselves and also find out more about your ministry? Yeah, the uh, the book is easy. It's on Amazon. And the book came out, and within a week, we were a number one bestseller in two different categories. And we were number two in Catholic books, but I'm behind the uh, Catechism of the Catholic Church. I can't, I don't think I'm going to pass that. <laughs> okay, that, that one's <laughs> been published just a little bit longer than yours, yeah. too, so we'll give yeah, you some time no. and see. Wow. So, uh, you can find it on Amazon, and uh, I have a website, bobshrimp.com, and the last name is, the, I was, my dad always said, the seafood with an F. That's but it? The, well, it's got a C in there, too. It's S-C-H-R-I-M-P-F. But it, it's, uh, I'd be blessed if... I just really want people to know this is the ministry of my whole life. I've never... I, I don't want to say never, but what, what I've always tried to do in my, my life is serve the Lord and share this great, amazing journey that He's given me and let others know the possibilities of what it is to follow Him. And you know what? It's not... It's not who we are, it's whose we are. And we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're the son and the daughter here, and, and we got to live in that. And you will be so much more happy, so much more fulfilled uh, in life when, when you figure that piece of the puzzle out. So Amazon.com, and keep that book up there in the high rankings. That's, that's all I care about. I, I, uh, I'm just so thrilled that it's doing what it's doing because the professionals said it wouldn't. 
just placing your faith in God and letting him take care of the rest and just wait and see what he can do. Bob, it is just great to be able to have this conversation with you. Thank you so very much for your time and for writing and sharing in such a wonderful book. Absolutely. My pleasure. God bless you and your listeners. I'll be praying for you. Oh, thank you. And we will be praying for you too. And again, that is author Bob Shrimp. The name of the book is God Speaks, An Imperfect Path to Hearing God's Voice. I will include a link to where you can purchase a copy for yourself and also read more about Bob and his ministries. I'll attach that link to the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. It is 8.54 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, the good deacon and I, we go into a little bit deeper discussion about Bob's book and some of our own family history and dealing with loss as well on our Friday show, View from the Pew. That podcast is available on our website now, materdayradio.com. You'll also be able to catch View from the Pew on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.56 here at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your weather, that den fog advisory remaining in effect for about one more hour. Highs today getting us to the low 50s under partly sunny skies. Overnight, 39 degrees. And then tomorrow, more rain coming at us. Currently, it is 41 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, this is the Thirsting and Dreams. We, I am the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. If you're lost inside a dream and stuck in in between, waiting for the answers to your life, and if you're searching for a sign and you're down to your last dime, you're hoping for more time to make it right. Well, every road takes a bend And every tree sways in the wind The journey is the end where it begins And you will fly high tonight You will fly Just ends in 
With dreams. It's 8:59 at Mater Day Radio. And that is going to wrap it up for me on the morning blend. We hope you have a very blessed day.